People First podcast is a show presented by people with learning disabilities for our friends and community. We are talk about issues that are important to us and interview interesting people. To find out new information, this is our way to make a difference and have our voices heard. Welcome to People First Podcast. Today we're speaking to Dre, who we're working with on the project, but really involving health workers. I was involved with that project. I I feel it absolutely to work with them. Welcome Dre, thank you for coming in to speak to us today. Could you explain your job role? I can. I'd like to say thank you firstly for inviting me to my first ever podcast. Um, So I'm Jay, I'm from Bradford University and my job, um, well the title is Service User and Care Involvement and what that means is that I invite members of the public to come and talk to our students who are all um, studying to work in the National Health Service but also social care. So some of our students are um, people that want to be nurses, uh, midwives, uh, radiographers, physiotherapists, occupational therapists and I'm sure I probably missed uh, some out, but it's mainly to get people like yourself to come and teach them about how best to work with people like you if you ever had to use the health service. Well, well what is y- y- your experience working with people with learning disabilities? Okay, so... Um, in fact, Jane, it's interesting that you asked me that question because we met probably about 20 years ago when I was coordinator for Bradford People First and one of the staff members there was called Dawn who met, and I think it is about 20 years ago, what started with the Out There um, Club. And, um, and since then, I've kind of been helping people with learning disabilities um, speak up about their rights which is kind of what you guys do all the time and up until about 2012 that was mainly my job but I also set up Choice Advocacy which I believe has merged with another organisation um, and that was looking at um, enabling people with disabilities to um, speak up about things that they want to change for themselves um, but also, my brother has a learning disability, so I'm his main carer, um, and I basically support him to live independently, uh, and will do forever. So I've I've worked in with people with learning disabilities, I think possibly since I was about eighteen, so only a couple of years. Um, so yeah, so it's probably been over about thirty years that I've been working with uh, people with learning disabilities. Cool, you keep us. More information about the project, what we were 
working on together? I can. So, um, we have lots of people who come and speak to our students at the university, but one of the requests that we got from paramedics um, was to find out how to support people with learning disabilities. And, well, because I know you, I kind of came here and said, I wonder if there's anybody in Keithley and Craven People First that would like to come and talk to our students. And you said yes. So uh, we talked about what it is that we wanted uh, you to get across to our paramedic students. And you came and spoke to them. And I think from memory, you um, there was Alex, there was Sarah and Amy. And we had three different groups of paramedic students and they all came in for like half an hour to talk to you. Um, and you told them what it is that you would like in terms of how you'd like paramedics to talk to you, how best to support you if you needed an ambulance and some of your good and bad experiences of healthcare workers. And, um, and then once we got the first group of students out, they basically thanked you. We had a, a bit of a break in between and then we got the second group and then we did another group, a third group. And so it was mainly around getting them to understand from, you, from what you think sh is really important for paramedics when they're working with people with learning disabilities. Where did you, ideas, to do this work where people... First Keithley and Craven. I think, so at university, I work with round about 65 members of the public and only one person out of that 65 people has a learning disability. And even though he is great, is a great teacher of all of the healthcare workers, um, he's only one voice. And so because I knew you already, um, I thought... I needed to come and speak to more people with learning disabilities to make sure that we don't just get one person's experiences, but we get lots of people's experiences. But because I have worked with you before, and because I also helped set up Bradford People First, I, I kind of knew, knew where you were. So I just thought that you were the perfect group to come and talk to. But what you do here is kind of the same reason why I work at the university is around getting your voice heard. So you were the perfect group to come and talk to. And I was proved right when Alex, Amy and Sarah did their first teaching session with paramedics and it was brilliant and the students said it was brilliant. So I'd like to say I was right to come here. Why it is important health workers is trained to work with people with learning disabilities? I think it's important because I guess our students could read lots of books about how to work with people and they could um, go to lots of lessons with their teachers and be told how to work with people with learning disabilities. But what I would consider the experts of knowing what it is like to have a learning disability um, you're sat in front of me. You actually know more than our teachers and our students and even our carers what it's like to have a learning disability. So to me, you are the most important people to teach our healthcare workers about what it's like to have a learning disability. 
And while, even though I know what it's like in terms of how to support somebody with a learning disability because of my future, my, my past jobs, but also because I am a carer, I still think that you know more than I do. Um, and that's, that's how we view it at Bradford University, is that you're the experts around learning disability, not me or our lecturers. Um, but also, what I've noticed since I've been doing the job for about six years is that when we get members of the public like you into the classroom, um, students seem to listen to you more than they do their teachers. And they seem to take it in better because it's just a bit more real. And actually, the best part of our students' education, from what we found out, is when we get people like you in. So the students actually really like it as well and learn quite a lot from it. What rights are important for people with learning disabilities when working with health workers? So it kind of relates to what you guys do here all the time. So we think it's important because we think that you've got a voice, that you should be heard and that you're all individuals, and that when our health workers work with you, that they know how to communicate in a really easy way, but also treat you as, as individuals rather than a group of people. Um, I also think that some of, you, some of the experiences that I know also as a carer, as well as uh, working with People First and also in my other jobs, is sometimes your rights aren't respected and sometimes people ignore you um, and sometimes people probably go and talk to other people or think that they know what it is that you think and so we think that not only do you need your voices heard just like everybody else but also you need access to health services just like everybody else and so your your main right for me is making sure that you're treated equally with other members of our society and community. And that's why it's really valuable that we hear your voice that is individual to you, but also as a group as well. How come we know how to settle the training at school with the health worker? Can we see feedback? Well, I guess the, my first um, response is I brought feedback. Do you want to hear it, Alex? Yeah. Okay, so the students, this is just what one student said, right? So it says, this is a very valuable experience to hear firsthand from service users how they wish to be communicated with and how professionals can do better to communicate with them. And we got people saying that we heard from their perspective and that they said it was quite important because they'd never even thought of certain things that you said before because they'd never actually met a person with a learning disability. We asked people to rate um, from one star to five stars and you got a lot of five stars, you got a couple of four stars, but mainly five stars. Five out of five is top, top marks. And every single one of them said, can we have a longer session with them next time? Because we always ask for them to to see if they can come up with some ideas. So they want more time with you, um, and they want to see you more than just once in their course, because they come in for three years. 
Um, and um, I think I think the one thing that probably stood out when I was actually there as well, my own feedback is every time that that you. Alex and Amy and Sarah spoke, the whole student group just stopped and just was listening to you. And that's one thing that I noticed why it worked quite well. But because we only had 30 minutes each with students, I don't think we had enough time, so I'm not surprised that they asked for more time. But the other thing, I was going to ask you the question is, how do you want feedback? Because what we normally do is that at the end of every session, they, got, they get like a QR code which they point their camera phone to it and then it opens up a feedback form and this is where we get all the information from. But the information that we collect is not always accessible. So I wondered whether you actually wanted the feedback through either video or audio instead mm. rather than written down. It, it is up to them what I would find easy. Mm -hmm. Some people like feel it depends on the students how they feel comfortable with. Some students might want to do video. Yeah. Some people want to do audio. Yeah. It up to their they might want to have a folk yeah. with one of their affair. Okay, so we can get the students to provide feedback if they want to via video or audio. Yeah. But when we put all of the feedback together, we usually write a report. So the other thing that we thought, because there's two people at the university that put the reports together, we could actually send you a video report of what everybody said. So it's not always written down. We'll still send you the written version, but we'll also back it up with a video version. That, that will be helpful. And it probably won't be me on the video, because I'd rather somebody else did it. <laughs> um, but I'm sure I've already spoke to a guy in our team called Tom, and he said he thought it was quite a good idea. So we're going to start with doing feedback via um, video. But generally speaking, every time you come in, we will always collect feedback from students. But we also, for um, the teacher in the room, in your case it was John, we also um, ask teachers for their feedback but we also ask for your feedback and then we put a, a report together but we'll do that by a video okay you yeah. might need to give us some hints and tips of how to make a really good accessible video yeah i'm i'm happy to help where i can you helped set up people first keeping and craven how did it start well Jane, you would probably know the answer to this question as well because we met 20 years ago and from memory and, and am I right Jane is that you started off with the Out There Club who you met in the pub which is obviously a very good place to meet um, and am I right that it used to be a Thursday night? Yeah. See that's a good memory for you isn't it? Um, but Dawn, who set it up with you, she worked with me at People First in Bradford and she asked you if you wanted to set up Keithley and Craven People First and I guess because you're here today, it's obvious that you, you said yes. Um, and that's how it started. So once Dawn um, got you uh, a bank account, she got you, um, you put some policies and procedures together and I used to support her as her manager, and then I just left you to it. And 20, 20 years later, 
I'm sat here doing a podcast. So you've actually moved on quite a lot. And I will say that the reason why Keithley and Craven People First was set up was about your rights and having your voice heard. And the amount of work that you've done over them 20 years is actually quite staggering. So I, I do hope that you are all very, very proud of yourself because people know that if they want the voices heard, they come to you, which is what I did from Bradford University. And I think that's how it started. Uh, is, is there any, anything that I've missed out, Jane? No. Okay. What is your hopes and plans for the future? So with you guys, I suppose in the, the I should probably bounce that back to you, but I, I won't I won't just yet. So what I kind of think is that when we when we got you to come in in September, the paramedic teacher said, Can we have people learn sporters to come and talk to our students? And I says, I know a group of people. And it was the teacher that decided what it was that they wanted. And so what I want in the future is for us to spend a few months together deciding what it is that you want to teach our students, how you want to teach it, where you want to teach it, okay? And then we actually go back to university and say, we've got this amazing lesson, or even more than one lessons, around working with people with learning disabilities, which people want it first. So we'll probably see if we can look at um, teaching our nursing students, possibly our uh, midwives, there might be some people that want to uh, talk there. We might want to talk to our social workers, because we've got a social work course. Um, don't know about you, but has anybody been to the opticians? So we've got, we've got people that are learning to do that, so we might want to teach their students about how to work with people with learning disabilities. So that's kind of what I want to do in the future, but I do want it to be designed by you and not the university. But also we've already got another request in for June, so we've got some nursing and pharmacy students who want to talk to you about communication, and I'd like you guys to be involved in that. So we've got from now until June to plan an amazing lesson um, to get our students to understand about good communication. Mm. So, are you up for that? Yeah. I thought you might be. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's just one. I actually want to do quite a few um, in each year, and not just for one year of students, but for all of them. So we might want to repeat some of the things, or we might want to make it quite specific to the course that they're on. Because what you might talk we, to, say, the paramedics might be different to the nurses. We can tweak the yeah. things for it. Yeah. So we could do, like you did before, we, had, we just told our story, but we could make films, we could make slides, we can maybe do some role play with them. Um, we could do anything we want. But I'd like it where you basically decide what it is that you want to teach them. Because, like I said before, you're the expert, so you need to decide what you want them to know. What is your favourite part of the job? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I could probably talk for hours and hours, but I won't. Um, I actually like many parts of my job. 
Um, meeting new people, meeting people and getting to know people I quite like. But my favourite part, and, and I've seen it when Alex, you were in the classroom, is when you've got uh, a member of the public who's sharing their experience, whatever it is, and the students, you could hear a pin drop because it's so quiet because all of the students are listening to what you're having to say. And none of them are looking at their mobile phones or trying to do something else. Oh. They're literally just looking at you. And they, and that's one of my favourite things is actually seeing students really engage with people like yourself. Because I'm sure if they had a book in front of them or they had to write an essay or the teacher was talking, some of them would be quite distracted. But for some reason, when we get people like you in, the students are just really focused and they love listening to you. And some of the feedback that we get is they learn things that they've never even thought of before. Even though it might be quite obvious to you, that's one thing that I quite like, is that we teach them how to be really good healthcare workers when they leave university because of what you've said. That's the short answer of that question. That in those to the hen of our show. Thank you again for coming into our office and speaking to us today, Jay. We hope you have enjoyed being on our podcast today how we hope that all the info has been interesting for our listeners do do you have anything else you would you would like to add for the hen of the show um oh i'm not sure i think one of the things it's reminded me of, because obviously I've worked with people first way, way back, and I must admit, I've actually quite missed it. Uh, even though I do love my job, it is nice to get back and to meet you guys and work with you guys. Um, and I hope this is something that we're going to build a, a really good relationship with the university and to get you in our classroom more and more as time goes on. But thank you for my first ever podcast. Um, and hopefully not my last. So thank you. Remember to comment, like, share on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You find us by searching for The People First Podcast. Thanks for listening and we see you next time.